I get I get a lot of garbage. Uh, a lot of it is variations on like Morgan for some reason. People think I'm saying Morgan, but like I get really weird ones like Brogro and Bogrin and Borgon. Like they'll ha- it'll have B's and R's and G's and N's, but the vowels are alphabet soup. to fix it is to just start a new game uh, hello and so welcome to JudgeCast. this is episode 195 just five away from the big 200 uh, my name is brian perlman i am one of your hosts uh i am joined tonight by jess dunks hey everybody this is jess dunks and brogan king hello jess you mixed it up did i just a little bit it I don't know. it it you have you have such a normal rhythm and it it threw me off. Well, I guess yeah. Probably. Did did he do something wrong? No, no. Is, should is, should well, he get a penalty for doing this? Uh yes. We we need to assign the appropriate penalty for Jess's transgressions. Jess, I think you get a warning for not introducing yourself properly. Uh okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Would you like to, you like to appeal uh, if you feel uncomfortable with this ruling? No, no. You know what? That's fine. I just need to know what the upgrade path looks like. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, How so, many uh, times can I get away with this infraction? <laughs> uh, you can intru- Well, it's it's funny because uh, you have to introduce yourself improperly three times in a single episode. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's – Well, right. I think at, at this point, any time I introduce myself is incorrect. Yes. So – in case you haven't been able to figure it out from our, our witty, not scripted at all, completely off the cuff <laughs> introduction, we're going to be talking about penalties. Not uh, the kind that happen in your favorite sporting event, uh, but the kind that happen at events. Uh, so we're going to be going over, you know, what are penalties? What are the different kinds? Uh, when are they used? Regular versus competitive. Regular versus competitive. All that good stuff. So, um... It's funny you should mention favorite sporting event because there was an April Fool's article a while back. <clears throat> Maybe last where, April? No, not last April. This was several years ago. Oh. Okay. Where uh, Toby Elliott published an article saying that for appeals, players were going to get appeals flags to throw that were like penalty flags no. from football. Oh, I remember that. Oh, no. Brogan, you haven't seen this? No, I haven't seen this. It was an amazing article. And I think How? it even said that they were going to have like – that Ultra Pro is going to be making branded penalty flags <laughs> and like you, of different colors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you only oh, got so goodness. many penalty flags, and if you appealed and it was overturned, you'd get the flag back. So you can only appeal so many times during a tournament. Wow. And like people took it seriously. Like, yes, the, that, people didn't realize it was a joke. People came on IRC, uh, uh, the judge chat chat on IRC, and they wanted to know more about these penalty flags. No. Yeah. Why well, have we heard about this? Like, it was great. Oh, that makes me very sad. And I, I, someone will have to find that link for me and send that to me because I guess I we have to put it in the a, show notes now, right? Absolutely. If we can, if yes. we can track it down, um, we could track it down. So, so yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna be talking about penalties. We're first gonna be talking about comp uh, uh, competitive REL, and then at the end we'll talk about uh, regular REL, uh, FNM, and, and such. If you're not super familiar with competitive versus regular, uh, it will become very quick, very quickly clear why why regulars kind of tacked on at the on at the end. <laughs> All right. So uh, so what what exactly is a a penalty? You know, is it yeah. an actual flag that that we throw? Do we do we you know give them give the opponent half the distance to the goal? You know, a penalty is is uh, it's just it's a way of. Uh, dealing with problems that arise outside of just fixing the problem. Okay. So so what I mean by that is if something goes wrong in a game, we try to fix it, back it up. But uh, players get penalties uh, associated with, with various actions that they can take that are um, And the severity of the penalty uh, goes along with the severity of, of the infraction, so to speak. And... Uh, <clears throat> And how much we want to disincentivize that or how easy it is to abuse or any number of factors can determine what penalty is given. And we're going to get into what those penalties are in a second. But first, I want to get into um, the fact that they're different at competitive and, and regular, which Brogan already alluded to. Um, so everything we're talking about, if we talk about penalties and their definitions and all that stuff, we're generally referring to competitive REL. 
rules enforcement level. Um, so anyway, if a player commits an infraction, that is, they violated the rules of magic or the tournament rules, um, they are almost always going to get a penalty. Uh, it's not the other way around, okay? You don't get to decide, oh, this player in my event, I think they should get a penalty, so I'm going to invent an infraction that they might have might have and done this, or something. This is something that I think newer judges fall into a lot, um, is, is thinking more about how things feel and how... And what sort of penalties might be warranted or fix fixes that go along with different things. How the penalty is assigned is not a matter of how severe it should feel, though that is philosophy that has developed how, how we assign different penalties to different infractions, but you can't just pick a penalty. This this feels like a game loss. Therefore, let me go look and see what infractions have a penalty of a game loss and try and force fit it. Right. Or, or that even happens with fixes, too, where right. it happens a lot with fixes. Know, and in regular RAL, I've seen it as well, where people go, oh, this is a feel bad situation. We're going to back it up when no actual infraction has occurred. <laughs> like a str- they made a strategic error or something like that. Right. That, that's right. not a that's something. Well, I could come up with weirdness like, oh, this person's dryad arbor was with their lands and I didn't realize it. OK, we're going to back it up. Well, that sucks. But no infraction has occurred here unless that player said, I have no creatures. <laughs> No, no, no infraction has occurred. We have no justification to back it up. So, so pen- penalties flow from what went wrong. You find out what went wrong. That that is an what, once you determine what went wrong, you you find the infraction that applies to that, and then from there you get a penalty. One of the primary ways of remembering sort of how to approach judge calls when I first started judging was mentally telling myself, okay, infraction, penalty, fix, and like trying to to make myself figure out the source of the problem first before going into anything else. It, that is the, the tournament policies version. <clears throat> Excuse me, I can't speak today. That is the tournament policies version of untap up, keep draw. It, <laughs> yep, absolutely. It, it, it goes in that order every so- time. So what are so we we what are the penalties like what what are the, what are what are the possible penalties that could well I, dis- I feel like I like I like thinking of this as like a a rank I don't know some the way you did that made me think about like look at these the door with all these fabulous prizes with different tiers of penalties behind them I don't <laughs> yes, it's well, a bad comparison well, behind, but that was the, door the number one is the goat uh, right that's the warning that's the warning the goat. Uh, no, that so yeah, lo, the sort of the lowest level of of penalty is a warning, uh, and then game losses, match losses, uh, NDQs. Um, each of those has their own ways of being handled, and and sometimes individual infractions will have additional fixes. Um, but those are sort of the the penalties in themselves. Just, right. The- that's it. Uh, war- warning is, you know, warning, game loss, match loss. And and it, most infractions come with a warning. And a warning is just, it's the basic penalty. A warning doesn't actually have an impact on the game. If, if, if somebody tells you, if you're a player and a judge says you'll receive a warning, uh, what that means is that this is going to be tracked. If you do this same kind of thing again in a tournament, so let's say, for example, you... Uh, you forgot, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on examples, but let's say you forgot to, uh, you, lose you... life at the end of a turn or something and you get a warning for mistrigger because your mistrigger was detrimental. Okay. Um, then you paid blue mana for a thing when you didn't, you, you cast a thing for blue mana when you didn't have blue mana. Yeah. That's a much easier example. I don't know why I blanked on that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, you paid the wrong mana for a spell. Well, that's a thing we want to prevent. Uh, if we can back up the game, we'll back it up, we'll fix it, we'll put everything back the way it was, but uh, you're going to get a warning if you did that. Now, that warning doesn't have any impact as it is. It just means you should play more carefully. You should watch out for this kind of thing. If the same kind of infraction occurs, so you get a, a game rule violation uh, warning again, uh, the third time that it happens, it will be upgraded to a game loss. Uh, so it is a thing that's tracked. It is a thing that is eventually upgraded, but uh, in on their own, warnings don't do anything 
negative. They're really just a tracking tool. Right. And warnings sort of illustrate how how penalties are used as as an educational tool. It's not it's not a we want to make your life miserable and make all these bad things happen to you. It's we want to we want to let you know that this is not a thing you should be doing and 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 just document that so so you have it on your mind. So one of, one of the other parts of uh, uh, about a penalty um, is it's and I, I use the word tangible to describe this. Okay, we the the primary purpose of the the penalty is to is to educate the player. We want to stop that behavior. And if all it was was just a simple like finger wag, like now 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 don't do that again, then that. That doesn't have a whole lot of weight to it, but, you know, you explain to someone, I'm going to give you a warning, and then you pick up the slip and you write on the match slip and you write on the back of the match slip what the penalty is. Like, there's a little bit of a little bit of weight to that, and that helps reinforce, no, no, this is a serious thing, and you need to be- and you need to uh, to correct that behavior. You need to be conscious of, right. of, of that. So, so it is it is. In a sense, it's kind of a, a physical lingering thing that has a little bit of tangibility, a little bit of weight to it. Now, the end result is a warning is just a warning. Like, unless it gets upgraded, it's not going to cause you to lose a game or cause you to lose a match or anything like that. But the physicality of it serves as a reminder. And it's it's a, it's a, it's a little unpleasant. And I, it's and also okay. I'd like to point out that it's not just tracked through that event it doesn't come up very often but it has at least twice in my recollection uh come up that uh i should say at least two specific instances i know about that's come up where uh a player's infractions um over multiple tournaments ended up resulting in them either being disqualified or or suspended or something right so those those are tracked those are recorded. It again, it does not come up a lot, but it is it is a thing. Okay, so we've we've talked about what the what the purpose of the penalty is. So we we've talked we've said that there's warning, game loss, match loss. What so what is a warning? Well, we kind of just went over that. Uh, warning right, is just but a, I mean like like what goes into deciding if a if a infraction gets a warning versus versus a a, a game loss or a match loss or something more severe. Oh, are you asking why some infractions have warnings instead yeah. of game losses? Yeah, like like okay, so we said that we said that a warning is a basic penalty, okay? Uh well, why is that, you know, why is that the most basic? Like we used we used to have an, uh, another thing. Another um, thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. but but why why is warning is the most common? Um, you know, why why a warning for some penalties and not a game loss for others? It mostly comes from the the impact uh that it has on the game there 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 are several different reasons why different obviously there are going to be different reasons why different penalty different infractions have different penalties this the the warning is basically generally used when um the error that's occurring is not incredibly disruptive um and generally doesn't have a whole lot of um opportunity for abuse um so generally things that your opponent can notice and point out um and and if we need to fix it, it's relatively easy to fix. Now, that doesn't mean that the impact of the infraction isn't high, but it usually means it's something your opponent is able to catch. If you cast if you cast uh, Ulamog or whatever for three mana, okay, that's a huge impact. You know, if you've had that out for like a turn or two, but right, it also, doesn't it doesn't feel good for anybody. Right, it doesn't feel good, but it's also super visible. Um, so, so the opponent, the opponent being able to, to notice that the error occurred, uh, think, or things where the opponent has the opportunity to notice tend to get a warning over something more severe. Right. Whereas something more severe will likely merit, uh, a stricter penalty. And there are several reasons that it could have a stricter penalty. But before we get into that, um, let's talk about what some of the other penalties are. Um, we've mentioned game losses and match losses, but let's start with game loss. Let's talk about what exactly that means. What is a game loss? Uh, so a game, a game loss is basically you, that game, you lose it. Uh, that, that game is over. Uh, you are considered to have lost. Your opponent is considered to have won. Um, generally speaking, uh, there, 
while with with warnings, uh, there might be some fixes. With game losses, uh, the fix is the game's over. Uh, and and that's sort of why why it is because if if it's so impactful that it directly like you can't fix it based on what's there on the table, you can't do anything about it. The really only way to fix it is to just start a new game. Uh, some it's typically used for for issues that take a significant amount of time to fix or they that they would slow the entire tournament down uh it's also used for some infractions that have a, a much higher probability of the player to gain advantage um again more things where your right. opponent can't see it enough to point it out and, and the other thing is is when a when a warning doesn't actually do anything uh the, so the, the example for this is tardiness um if there was if you only got a warning for tardiness Players wouldn't be very incentivized to show up on time for their match. Yeah, no one would show up. Right. So in, in that particular case, uh, yeah, so so yeah, you show up nine minutes late for your match and you just get a finger wag. Ah, eh, that's fine. Uh, I was in line getting fries at the uh, at the at the concession stand or I was over at the artist booth and I didn't want to get online. Um, some some infractions have upgrades that that upgrade into this penalty. Um so uh, uh, so what are some what are some examples there? Um, so this was a big issue a few years ago with morph. If you didn't re- reveal your morphs that that well on the surface is a game rules vi- it is a game rules violation, but it is upgraded because your opponent has no way to verify that the morph that you cast was a morph right or was a card that you could cast for its morph cost or if you have a uh, like a deck problem, that's discovered by the opponent during a game, like you have, say, five copies of something, um, uh, and, and the opponent's like, hey, uh, why do you right. have that? that that's, uh, that's a deck problem that gets upgraded to a... So those, those, are, those are some examples. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see here. Uh, game losses apply to the game being played. Uh, there are some situations that if um, you you get a game loss or, or you get a, a, a penalty, a, a game loss penalty between rounds, most likely because uh, of a deck list being checked, uh, then then that game loss will be applied at the beginning of the next or next game. Right. It doesn't it doesn't just float off into nothingness right. because you're not in the middle of a match. It will still apply to the next match. Right. right. But re- but most most times that's because like a list was checked. Uh, was being checked. That's the most common place that that would occur. Uh, other game losses would actually occur kind of during the game. And then there's there's the tardiness issue where it's you're you're going, your opponent basically wins game one if you show up late. Yep. Um, and for what that's worth, um, tardiness, uh, you've not really played Magic um, when you sit down to play your match, even though you've already lost that game. Uh, so no, you don't get to sideboard because you haven't played any magic. Yeah. The, the wording on that particular rule is kind of, is kind of weird, but the, but the general gist is you actually have to st- have started a game in order to sideboard, you know, Which, in, the next, get, in the next game. It is. There's, there's no really easy way to word that without people finding all kinds of weird holes right. in it. Right. It's just basically the first game you actually play has to be unsideboard. That's a that's a more elegant way to yeah. say it. All right, so um, uh, so we've we've gone through warnings, we've gone through uh, game losses. Uh, what's more severe than a, than a game loss? Losing uh, the whole match. Yeah, match losses is definitely more severe than a game loss. Not a match point. Oh man, match point penalties. Oh what? Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> Those don't exist. Uh, they don't oh, exist. I've, I've heard about I've heard about these. I kind of wish these. they existed. Uh, actually, I want to bring I want to bring these up really quickly. Let's have a quick aside because okay. uh, in- we're going into to Uncle Jess and Uncle Brian's yeah. memory this, corner. Yeah, the well, so the, we talked about this in the Christmas episode. We did talk about this in the Christmas episode, but I think it's it's okay to bring it up here briefly. So I, the only reason I want to bring it up is because this still exists in Wizards Event Reporter as a penalty you can. Uh, yeah, uh, good and, point. And that is that uh, uh, that is something called a match point penalty. And a match point penalty would remove a player's match point. It's not a penalty that exists anymore. It did exist at one point in time, and the software still supports it. 
Uh, you're not supposed to use it. It will wreck things if you use it, so please don't. Ooh, what does uh, it do? It removes people's match points. Well, okay, <laughs> fair, fair, great, thanks. Uh, I don't mean it, like, causes bugs. I mean, it just, like, actually damages the integrity I, I of your turn. That. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It ruins True. it by doing True. exactly what it's supposed True. to do. It does. Oh. It, it's working as intended and thus not working. Right. So it's still in there, but don't use it. Uh, if you're wondering why that's there... Uh, and you go, they didn't discuss it on JudgeCast. Well, yes, we did. It's right here. I just said it. Um, <laughs> Good so, job. So, got it. Did it. We're done. Now we can move on to the other thing we were going to talk about, which is way more interesting, I promise. Uh, which I think was match loss, right? We were talking about it match loss. It is a match loss. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is a severe penalty. It I is. Mean, you, you can't smoke your cigarettes if you've lost your matches. Uh, Goodness gracious. What? Wow. You can't. I just... I mean, I haven't been a smoker for many years, but when I was, I would just look at them harshly and they would light. I didn't ever carry matches. <laughs> the smoldering glare um, of ju- the smoldering yeah. glare of just dunks would light his uh, cigarettes. Yeah, I threatened to give them match losses. That's your, just That's a good superhero. I I know. S- suddenly, I'm I'm imagining Jess just kind of doing uh the Zoolander. Was it Blue Steel? Blue Steel. Blue Steel gaze at a cigarette. Just poof. This seems like. The worst example of uh, of like misuse of a superpower, right? Like, <laughs> like you have great some power, super, you great have, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have this incredible superpower. What do you do with it? I light cigarette. <laughs> uh, you probably win a lot of bar bets, but anyway, yeah, yes, that's true. Uh, oh man, so many bar bets. So, so a match loss is a super severe penalty. It is you lose the whole match. Uh, it is it is typically given when the match cannot be completed due to time, like you're you're crazy late for your match, uh, or uh, you know uh, if your opponent starts like uh, dropping slurs or something like that, uh, you're, you're probably not gonna want to finish that match. If if you're if the integrity of your match, dude, for whatever for some reason is so 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 incredibly damaged. That you can, that that match cannot reasonably content be a thing anymore. Then it's not going to be a thing anymore. Yep. Now, now there is there is one other match loss that can occur. Now, now in what we just named, uh, if you're tard, you know, if you're over ten minutes late, uh, you get a you get a match loss. Uh, if you start like really insulting or harassing your your opponent, that's a match loss. But you can actually also get match losses for matches that aren't. In matches that aren't yours, uh, specifically like uh, something called outside assistance, which is outside assistance. Yes. So if you walk up, if there's two players playing and you walk up and you're just like, look at one player's hand and you're like, oh, that's a sweet goblin guy, you know, goblin guide, goblin guide hand. Um, Well, that's that's outside assistance. Now, those two players aren't going to get a match loss for that because they they didn't do anything. They're just playing the Mm -hmm. game that Mm -hmm. that spectator. Who who couldn't keep their mouth shut? Uh, they're going to get a match loss, right? Right, because the the players involved did didn't solicit any of that information. Yeah. However, that that one guy, and, that yeah. one person, and that's didn't one of the reasons why that job. penalty is. It, that's one reason why that penalty is so severe for that person is because you know that match now through no fault of either player has been negatively impacted, and so the the spectator. Uh, they've got to get a they've got to get a pretty pretty harsh penalty, right? You know, and otherwise, I've had, otherwise, we're not discouraging it enough. I've seen some very strange uh, permutations of this. I, I once had a player. It's it's possible to accidentally do this thing. Let me give you an example. Uh, one time, I'm playing in a sealed event uh, in a PTQ, and I'm playing in a sealed PTQ, and my uh, my opponent comments, "Oh, you have a second whatever rare it was that I had. I don't even remember. and." And the uh, the guy next to me looks over, sees that I have two of those, and goes, "Oh, that must have been that pool I opened. It also had this bomb rare, this bomb rare, and this bomb oh, rare in it." Oh no! Uh, bec- and he didn't think about the fact that he was now telling my opponent that what cards might be in. Yeah. Uh, Did you have those cards in your deck? Absolutely, they were good. <laughs> I don't remember what they were. One hundred percent. Absolutely, had them in my deck. Uh, oh, that's a bad one. And uh, this player had no intention of giving information to the opponent he was just excited about that he recognized something cool there was this pool he opened this was back when we swapped pools so if you're wondering what i'm talking about don't worry about it 
um, we used to swap sealed pools with other players. Um, it was yeah. it was the dark times. Uh, it was not the best. And uh, yeah, and so unfortunately, that player got a match loss for it. Um, but the way that this most often comes up, kind of accidentally, is I think with missed triggers, uh, where a spectator sees that a player has missed a trigger, doesn't realize that it's something that doesn't need to be brought up because you don't have to remind your opponent about triggers that they miss and interrupts a game to remind someone of a, of a non-detrimental trigger. And yep. there's no going back from that. You can't, you can't unremember your trigger now. And uh, that player. And that may be impactful. Right. Oh, absolutely. And so the, uh, the spectator that does that is not intending to, to commit outside assistance, but definitely is. Uh, which brings me to another point about outside assistance. Sometimes it is intentional. Sometimes they went, oh yeah, I sh- you should you should totally attack with this creature because he can't block. And then they go, oh wait, I wasn't supposed to say anything, sorry, or whatever. That doesn't make it cheating. You should not make this a cheating infraction because somebody gave outside assistance. Uh, oh yeah, good good point. No, if it if it was. Uh... If you've got like a ring of people that have figured out some sort of covert, like, right, like there, outside there assistance was, thing going on. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Give them a cheating infraction. But generally there speaking, was, there was a situation four or five years ago at one of, one of my local stores where there was, uh, uh, two players that had worked out some sort of like signaling situation where, oh gosh, where the, the, the buddy would stand behind the opponent. And then just give like subtle hand gestures as to whether or not yeah. the like the the player would start to take an action, and then the guy, his buddy who was standing behind the other player, would like make like a little handshake or a little nod or something like that to indicate yes or no. Uh, so they had a whole system. they had a whole system. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen systems before. I've discussed systems with a lot of people that 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 might come up, um, and it's it's. A fascinating and kind of scary possibility, but I don't think it's a thing that that happens all that. I don't think it's, it's the, common. The organization level required for that is very high. Uh, so one one other thing that we want to talk about with with uh, match losses, especially with um, uh, with USC major, most of the time problems happen with USC major at the end of a match when, like, if I've lost and well, not me because I don't lose. But if someone, if someone else if someone else loses and they and they get upset, uh, they're more likely to cross a line uh, at the end of a match than at the be- than at the beginning. And in that particular case, because they don't necessarily have the feelings going in at the beginning of a match, right? Well, that so, and, and people feel a lot more inclined to to say insulting things or or rude things as they're leaving. The, oh, the, like, yeah, because the, like, they feel like they're not going to be held accountable. The parting gesture, like, you know, oh, oh. F you too kind of thing. Yeah. The mic drop. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm getting ready to walk away so I don't have to sit across from you for an hour so I feel a little more emboldened to to, to say something. In that particular case, that, that match is done. Um, it's and, – and if that player already lost, because that's why they're, they're, they're salty, they already lost, giving them a match loss in the match that they just lost – isn't really a penalty at all. Um, so in that particular case, it's fine to carry the match loss on into the next round. Right. And what you mean by that is that you're, yep. you're issuing, you're issuing it to them in the next round. Yes. So you are, you are getting, you know, you are getting the, the USC major penalty, uh, and, uh, the USC major infraction and the penalty for that, the game loss is going to apply to the next round. Okay. Thanks. Bye. It's not, oh, dang, I lose this match I already lost. Right, because that, that's not really a penalty. That's, that's us just wagging our finger. Um, so something else that we want to wag our finger at or do something more severe is a disqualification. Uh-oh. Yeah. I really love the note that is on this, by the way. Like, oh. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. I don't get it. It's a it's a reference to a Keen Peel goof that is very funny if anyone wants to watch it. Yeah. Um so uh so yeah, so so what is, what is a what is a disqualification? It is uh when someone is is removed from a tournament uh for whatever reason uh due to something they did. Um if they don't have prizes yet, don't give them prizes. But if they did already get their prizes, don't take them away. Yeah, don't no, don't don't take someone's property away 
and it, if you give it to them, it's their property. Uh, even if it's even if it doesn't seem that way, even if it was just like we gave them some store credit, that's not your call as the judge. Right. That's between the store owner and the that player. Yeah. And like if you're disqualifying them because you found out that they're knowingly playing with counterfeit cards, don't confiscate the counterfeit cards. Don't take the cards don't away. Take them, no. Do not take someone else's property ever, ever. Um so uh also so th- so that player is 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 done and gone. Now, if you've something something comes up is well what if what if I've already cut to top eight and one of the players, you know, makes a makes a a, a bribery offer or something like that. <laughs> And you've already made the cut to the top eight. Well, what happens? Does the ninth player just slide into that spot now? What happens nope. there? Uh, unfortunately, no player is going to advance after the cut has been made. Um, once those standings are final before the top eight starts, the standings are final. Um, so now, now, if the top eight cut hasn't been made yet, right. and the player that happens to be in the eighth spot before the before the final cut. Uh, then yeah, the ninth player would be able to get in. So really, um, any of the top eight players would become the top eight. We, we moved up. Yeah, into it doesn't top have eight. to be the eighth place person. It, anybody who would have been in top eight. Right. Yeah. Um, now you might think, well, well this distinction is kind of silly. This line is silly. Well, it, it's it's important because once the the process, so to speak, for top eight has begun, you don't want to interrupt that by adding another player. So that line has to be drawn somewhere, and that's just. After those Swiss standings are final, that's it. Um, and and uh, di- di- disqualifications are are only for the like most most serious or or otherwise unenforceable things that that you'll be dealing with. There, we we we're, this is all very serious. We're being like very like DQs are things we kind of have to be very. They're never going to feel good, is what I'm trying to say. But they're not going to come up all all the time so don't be scared of us talking about dqs all serious like we've done uh a podcast on like and we probably have like how to actually dq a player in terms of like what what the mechanics are the physical actions of of doing that i don't know i don't think we've done a whole episode on it we may have covered it in in some previous episodes but if you'd like to briefly cover it now we can we can go through it Okay, yeah. So, so you're gonna, you're gonna, you've already made the decision to disqualify a player. Um, obviously, you want to tell the player that you're disqualifying them. So, you, and you want to explain what what's going to happen. Next. And generally, what happens is is you are going to ask them to fill out a statement, which is they have the option to fill out a well, statement. I said you're going to of- ask them; they can say no. Right. Um, you say please, please fill out a statement. Um, and they have the option to write down their side of the story. You're going to take that. Uh, there's also a on the uh, the Magic Judge blogs page. There is a an FAQ, like a one page. Uh, so I've been disqualified. Now what? Document uh, that it is a best practice to print out and give to the that explains what it what a disqualification means and actually gives them contact information if they want to submit their statement later. So have them make their statement. You try and write your own statement down as soon as possible. And gather them, if possible, from whoever right. is relevant. Right. If, if you know, if you need to collect a statement from the opponent, collect a statement from the opponent, spectators, other judges, whoever you feel is relevant, uh, gather all those statements up. Please write your statement before you read anybody else's. That's a very good because point. Because we don't want you reading their... We don't want your statement to be refuting their statement or influenced by uh, by reading their statements. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's they, they remember it differently than me kind of thing. You know, no, you just tell it as you remember it. That's kind of also one of the reasons why it's important to write that down. And then you're going to go into to Judge Center and you're going to enter in all of those those statements. Are, uh, you mean apps? Are you? you you're going to go into uh, apps.magicjudges.org. Apps.magicjudges.org. Uh, and there's a link there. For that, which if you've already discussed, and, and you can enter all your statements. Yep. So for for the for anyone who doesn't know, the reason that statements exist are um, these are investigated by uh, what is the name of the people who player look into these? The Player Investigation Committee, and they assess if folks should be suspended for whatever their DQs are, if and for how long. If so. And they have their own guidelines for determining that. All right. 
Uh, one thing I would like to point out is that there are some infractions, uh, a couple of infractions specifically, uh, improperly determining a winner and uh, bribery, which a player can get disqualified for without knowing that those things are illegal. And this happens most commonly at regular rules enforcement level. And you still have to disqualify players for doing this at regular rules enforcement level. Uh, however, oftentimes they didn't know it was wrong. And if I feel like they didn't know it was wrong, I'm going to try and have that conversation a little bit differently with them. And what I mean by that is instead of going up to them and saying, well, you're disqualified, I might say, this is what you've done. According to the rules, when someone does this, that player has to be removed from the event. And so how you handle the situation can change how the rest of the scenario plays out. So so keep that in mind when you're handling an investigation that, that might end in a disqualification. Right. Yeah. Go, don't, don't go in on, you have done this terrible thing. Explain what happened, and if it's an unfortunate scenario where somebody had no idea, just let them know yeah. why it's not cool. You're coming at this from they they don't know they've been completely blindsided, so you need to come at them from a uh, from a position of of empathy. Uh, yeah. Other than you know you you done messed up a a Ron uh you're out. Yeah. Right. And, and I, the number one question I get in those situations from those players is that they, if you handle it correctly, they're usually not even angry. They're like, I didn't know this was a rule. Sometimes they'll get angry with you because they feel it's unfair. But when you explain it in a way that these are the rules, this is what has to happen next. Usually their reaction is, well, what does that mean for me? Do I still get to play magic? I understand. but, but Yeah, exactly. And uh, the answer for something that – uh, innocuous and, and unintentional should almost certainly be yes you can continue to play magic like not in this tournament yeah. but let's say you signed up for something else or have you come back to the next draft or whatever it is um, you know that may not be the case for something more egregious like if you've got like a harassment situation you may not want yeah. that person somebody, in the venue anymore right right, right. That's, but it's more of a to call but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely it's a to call um sorry i still go i i, I still go into my like judge and to hat yeah. mode sometimes where i'm like no i'm handling, handling everything right now yeah. uh but uh yeah you you have got to be careful you how you handle those things and, and just because somebody's being disqualified doesn't mean you should handle it the same way with every one of those disqualifications um and i i should clarify disqualifications don't actually happen that often um it might seem like they do because we talk about it so much or it might seem like they do because you always see about it you know, see it happening on reddit uh, or whatever but um, even at events right. with thousands of players, there are still only a few disqualifications every tournament, and uh, they 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 come up and we talk about them so much is because because they're really awkward situations most of the time, and because people get so heated and emotionally charged about them that it, it's hard to not talk about them. Right. Exactly. Exactly that. Because they're a big deal. Right. Um, and part of the reason they're a big deal is because you might get suspended if you're disqualified, depending on the offense and and other factors. Um, and, uh, uh, there's a lot of emotions surrounding yeah. that. Yeah. Magic. People get very tied up in magic. Yeah. And, and one of, one of the other things, because people get very tied up when you're doing a disqualification, you want to be sure to keep it professional and you want to make sure that you don't, you, we kind of have this convention where we don't talk about disqualifications, uh, to, you know, players and go on social media and, and talk about it because, uh, until the investigation is, is, is complete. And even then there's a, a bit of a taboo about it because people do get heated. Do people do get tied up in it? And, and that person that got disqualified might be, you know, seen differently, uh, because of that, because of that disqualification. Now it, it might be merited. It might not be, but you as the judge don't need to be adding into that. Right. It's a sort of a sense of, sense of honor and, and we don't have any, we shouldn't be dumping on people any more than they're already experiencing. I'll tell you one of the hardest things in the world is if you DQ a person and they go on Facebook and start telling a completely different side of the story than what actually happened because they know you ain't going to say nothing. Right. I I hate right. that. Yep. Oh. Um, all right. We've 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 I think we've gotten through the severity of DQs and sort of talked about them. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, we have a couple of notes about, um, you know, what what uh, what happens with these penalties in the rest of the tournament and how they interact with each other. So, for example, upgrades, which we've already mentioned a couple of times, um, if you if you get three warnings for uh, a gameplay error that is something that violates 
you know, the comprehensive rules of magic, um, then that can be upgraded. That will be upgraded. I want to be clear that it's not three gameplay errors. It's three of the same type of gameplay error, like looking at extra cards. So it's not like if you get a looking at extra cards, uh, uh, a missed trigger warning and a game rule violation that that gets upgraded, uh, that, that last one. So it's the third looking at extra cards. Of the same right, Yeah, and similarly, if you get two warnings for a tournament error, you get... Um, you, 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 the second one will be upgraded. But uh, there aren't a whole lot of tournament errors uh, that this comes up for. The main one is slow play. Um, yeah, that's that's the one that would be coming up the most and, often. And uh, deck problem. Uh, so you, could, you get a warning for a deck problem uh, at one point in the tournament because you forgot to decide board. The next time it happens in the tournament, it'll be upgraded to a game loss. What? You, you mean you don't actually get two uh, limited procedure violations in a tournament? Uh, Every single tournament I enter. It is unlikely to get two limited procedure violations, although I have, in fact, seen that upgraded. I have only ever seen it upgraded in the same draft, never in, like, multiple drafts at a multi-draft event. It's always been, like, one person who has never done this before and keeps breaking the rules. They're nervous or something? And uh, it's almost always looking at your cards when you're not supposed to. Because that's that's something that's something that you can you could do at FNM, right? Where where you those picks that are in front of you at a professional level draft, like day two of a Grand Prix, you you only have you have a certain amount of time in between packs that you can pick them up and look at them. And if you pick up your cards and look at them at any other time, uh, that's uh, something you get a warning for. So that's what I've seen upgraded there. Um, and uh, you know I've seen a lot of a lot of different infractions get upgraded. Any that I like, I've, I've seen. Communication policy violation upgraded. Really? Uh, that uh, that's a that, white whale right there. <laughs> that really, really it is. was for three infractions in the same game, uh, and it was the same infraction. Oh my gosh! Um, no, they like they did the same thing every time. Yes. Uh, and that thing was oh. not update their Tarmogoyf dice and uh, and go into combat as though this creature were a different power and toughness than it actually was. Uh, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. All right. So, so we're, we're talking about like penalties, penalties and stuff that, that just has seen. So, so when are you, when are you stepping in and, and giving penalties or, or actually giving infractions that, that come with a penalty? I, I think the biggest, th- like most judge interactions come when a, when a player has called you over and they've called judge and you come over to help. Um, we're not going around the tournament injecting ourselves into things. Um, if you see an, a rules violation happen, fix like help fix it. Um, if they've asked you for help, they've called you over. Um, we aren't there to stop people from making mistakes. They're going to happen. We aren't there to to preempt the mistakes occurring. Um, we will we'll deal with what occurred and and prevent it from escalating further or otherwise getting worse but we're not there as a as a preemptive measure uh that is true unless yeah um so that's that's generally speaking that's very true especially for gameplay errors um but there are some cases where i want to point out that that's not necessarily true if you see a a situation brewing where some players are are getting upset with each other um you don't need to to wait for that to become USC before you go de-escalate that situation. Uh, and if, if you're not comfortable, if you see it happening, but you're not comfortable doing it yourself, and there's someone around who can help you, feel free to ask for help and don't just let it build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and other things too, like like uh, you know, if a player is, uh, let's give an example. Let's say a player comes up to you with their the deck list before a tournament begins, and they go, hey, this is my deck, isn't it cool? And you look at it and realize there are 16 cards on the sideboard. You shouldn't wait until they've submitted that deck list to say something about it. Like, Yeah, not not the gotcha. Right. Um, so when it comes to actual gameplay, you shouldn't be jumping in before an attraction is committed. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't help out players generally. Um, there have been scenarios where... I've like been walking by a table and see two players sort of sort of kind of arguing a little bit about how something works and if it if it's very clear that they're real they're they're not sure I'll just sort of lean over and say like hey what's going on and 9 times out of 10 
they'll ask me the question they need to ask me. So, so one one other thing is there there are some situations where you'll you might be standing around and you'll you'll witness a problem like a player plays a land uh untapped uh that should be played tapped and they'll play it and then the opponent will say like hey that comes into play tapped and they'll go oh yeah right and they'll just tap it and then they'll continue on um you don't you know they they've resolved that issue to their satisfaction. You don't need to swing in on a on a vine and drop in the middle of the table and be like, "That's a game rule violation." Warning: Throw a flag down on the table, kick their cards off the table, grab their slip, write a penalty down. Great, good plan. Yeah. I like it. Um, at least not at a GP. They, uh, I've heard rumors that they do that at the Pro Tour. Jess, can you confirm? Well, uh, we actually have like cables that are used for light rigging. It's not really a vine. Oh, cool! That's uh, yeah. It's that's do you have a zip line over the kind, yeah? Basically, it's like a zip line. It's actually this little like, miniaturized version of a zip do, line. Do you go down like Tom Cruise in that Mission Impossible? Movie? Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's more like that than than Tarzan. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Local game stores can only afford vines. Um. So yeah. Great. <laughs> if uh if. Yeah, if there's a minor error and the players, you know, fix it to their satisfaction, you don't need to get involved. Just just stick around. Make sure that the game progresses normally. Uh, your, your your spidey sense doesn't go off as to regard to anything shady, and carry on. And now there are um, a couple of things I uh, I want to mention real quickly. If you're if you're in a multi judge event and you're not the head judge, there are some things that uh, need to go through the head judge, um, and uh, we, we we need to talk about that really quickly. Um, and that is that, yeah. that, uh, if it's a game loss or, uh, if you're giving a game loss, a match loss or, or God forbid a disqualification, uh, you want to make sure those things go through the head judge. The last thing a head judge wants to hear is about a game loss they had no part of. <laughs> I disqualified yeah. this person by right. the way. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing right there. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about why I was disqualified last round. Uh, like, that would be very bad. Me, That'd be very bad. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. Um, and, uh, so, you know, that's, that's one of those things that you want to make sure it goes to the head judge. You let them handle that situation. A couple of exceptions to this. Usually at a tournament, the head judge doesn't care about, uh, letting floor judges handle tardiness and, uh, deck list problem game losses or deck problem game losses. Um, those, usually are handled by by the individual judges handling the situation. Check with your uh, head judge of your event. Your mileage may vary. Um, and then... TM. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing, of course, is um, deviations uh, need to go through the head judge. If you are not the head judge, you cannot deviate. If you are the head judge, please do not deviate. Um, Don't approach the situation thinking about the right. deviation. Don't approach it going, oh, man, I'm going to do something real fun today. Um, so look at the situation, and if, you, if in your mind you're going, okay, I've got a deviation here, the question you need to be asking yourself is, is there a good reason not to follow the tournament policy in this situation? Does the tournament policy land you somewhere bad somehow? And the place that I most often see deviations is where we have a situation where we could either back up or not, and both of those situations feel kind of ugly, and not so great people want to kind of do some kind of partial fix and more often than not the partial fix that they think of uh has some unforeseen consequence that wouldn't have happened if they had left the game state as it was um or is a partial fix that conveniently already yeah exists. that too that's in that case it's not a not a deviation which is which is great um, which is great in the rare situation that you do deviate it must be for things that are actually significant and exceptional um, that's, you know, not going to happen real often, which is implied by the words significant and exceptional <laughs> has to be both of those things. Right. It's not significant um, or exceptional. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, if you do deviate, there's a couple of things about that. Uh, you have to be the head judge in order to do it, first of all, or get the head judge's approval. And secondly, um, if you do deviate, you have to explain to the players that you are deviating. And what the normal procedure would be. Oh, that's so, so important. And it's important that you do that. And I've had I've had judges who wanted to deviate. As soon as I told them, well, you have to go explain why it would be this other way normally, but you're choosing to deviate. They, they can't really if, – if you feel like you can't explain to the players well why you're not following the policy, you probably shouldn't be deviating. Um, so 
Absolutely. Again, just, you know, I hate to, you don't, to harp on that, but it's really, you know, it's it's a good idea not to deviate from policy in, in the vast majority. Because you stand a good chance of being the other judge. Right. If you, if you deviate and you don't explain why. Yeah. Then then the next time they play, if they're in a scenario, oh, well, this other the other judge did this. Um, and if you if you are in a situation where you see a, a higher level judge or a more experienced judge of, a, of the same or lesser level deviate and you don't understand why, um, it means one of two things. Either they saw something you didn't and you can learn something by talking to them about it. Or I guess it means one of three things because they might just be messing up. Um, yeah. Uh, or um, <laughs> that's true. It, it's, uh, but it also could mean that, or it could mean that this thing wasn't actually a deviation, and you might have missed some part of policy. That it's it's so it's in generally if you see it happen and you're curious about it, you can you can have a conversation about it. Don't go into the conversation saying I think you're wrong and here's why. Just ask sort of why somebody made the decision they made. And follow the conversation in a reasonable way yeah, from there. Definitely don't do that at the table. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's pretty much what we've got at uh, at Compro. Compro. Now, now we're gonna we're gonna talk about regular here. F and M. F and M. Wednesday night draft pre-release. Uh, so some some of the stuff is there is there are a few things that are uh, uh, similar. Um, just go over those real quick. Like, like a disqualification, you always want that to go through the head judge, whether it's at, at the pro tour or whether it's not, whether it's at a two judge pre-release. Okay. DQs go through the head judge. But other than that, uh, just regular, uh, half penalties? Sort of. Uh, uh sort of. Regular is structured in a way that functions like the penalties. That is to say, when somebody does something wrong, you, you, you fix it, you tell them, let's do it again. Um, and if, but if they keep doing it wrong, you can tell them that if they keep doing it wrong, you, you will issue them a game loss. Um, that's rarely done at regular REL, but, but it can for repeated infractions occur. And I think people lose sight of that a lot of the time. So basically warnings exist. They're just in a more friendly and, and not really tracked kind of way. Um, you, you can still say, Hey, you're, 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 this is, isn't cool. Fix it. Right. No, right. really. But but it's not in the 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 ominous. Let me get out this piece of paper and so, write so it down. Did, way uh, what you did is an infraction called looking at extra cards. Let me have your match slip and write it on the back that you did this bad thing. No, none of that. Just fix it and tell them please be more careful. Yeah, I mean, the 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 focus is more on you know when we when we talk about keep it fair and keep it fun. Regular is is you know you want fun to take front seat there and penalties really. And the th- the thing about uh, disqualifications at regular, most of the things that are going to get you disqualified at at competitive REL are the same things that are going to get you disqualified at regular REL. Um, the the philosophy that I was told going into becoming a judge as it relates to regular REL was hugs or DQs. Yes. Those those are, those are the two those are the two uh, the two penalties. Uh, <laughs> you get a hug. Or you get a DQ. I, I don't. I don't agree with that quite philosophically, but I see why people would say it. Well, it's it's the the hug part is they're there. I'm here to fix the problem, and that's right. the, yeah. the air quotes hug. Absolutely, but I think it's uh it's also important to remember that you do have the option to upgrade to a game loss for repeated infractions, and I think people forget that too. Right. Um, I also think that it's it's uh you know sometimes it's appropriate to to tell people more sternly not to do something wrong. Right. It is, it is not always a right. hug. So, so that's what, what Jess is talking about is really important. If you've got if you've got that player that you're, oh, he's such a problem. He plays so slowly. Every one of his matches goes to, you know, goes to turns every round and it's driving people away. You actually have the power to, to step in if, if he's actually playing slowly to say, hey, I need you to, to speed up. And if you don't, then there's going to be it's going to be a game loss. You, right. should, you, you do still have that option. You should probably, at regular REL, have a conversation about that at some point in between rounds if it's a consistent problem. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you should definitely bring that up. And it, you definitely have that tool at your disposal uh, if, it, if it is a continuous problem. You know, tardiness as well. You have game losses for tardiness, uh, or rather match losses for somebody not showing up after 10 minutes. It's it's weird. At regular, it actually calls out that it's not a match loss. It's just they're considered to have. Yes. 
which is which is effectively a match loss, but they chose to use different terminology. It, it's different language yeah. for the you same know, it's, thing. It's, I think that language change is important for organizers that are not particularly familiar with magic turn events who maybe don't have a judge running the event. Um, it is much easier for them to point to the rules and say, it says here that you forfeited than it is for them to point at the rules and say, it says here I have to give you a game loss. Uh, right. One of them is a default and one of them is an action. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't show up. That makes sense. And, and people kind of understand that, like from a, from a football, you know, from a high school football standpoint, like if your team no shows, you forfeit. Yeah, I don't understand these words. What? <laughs> uh, no, uh, hand hand egg ball is that? <laughs> does that help? Does does that does help? That help? I understand. I understand. No, the Super Bowl happened recently. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. That's a uh, that's when they put the the puppies in the in the thing and they run around and push the little ball around, right? Uh, yes, yes, that's except with uh, with yeah. humans. Except, oh, except with, with humans. humans. Oh, that's less enjoyable. It's it's way less cool. I don't know. Apparently, um, the, okay. But for real, if you like sports, it's okay. We're we're not we're not we're no, not trying great. to to ruin it's anyone's fun. Like sports, sports are cool too. I love I baseball. Just, I just I know um, less about that game. Um, um but yeah. So re- regular again. This we, we've sort of tacked regular on the end because there's there's you have options. You can still game losses are still a thing for re- repeated doing the same things that you've talked to people about before and but it's not if it, if they're not taking it seriously enough but that's not the default it's not, you for drew anything an extra card so you get a game loss like you don't you don't roll in there with that uh i guess like they don't even have like that like that you know but yeah there's there's not a it's it's the game losses are for repeatedly doing things not just they did something that you think is had a really big impact on the game Right. So you give them a game loss. No, no. no, no this is, it's for repeated stuff. It's and not. You have, you have other that? tools at your disposal at regular REL. A lot of the time, if it's a local shop and it's nobody but locals there and you've got a good rapport with everybody, you have social tools you would not have at a Grand Prix. And what I mean by that. That's very what I, real. what I mean by that is, is, uh, you know, when somebody says, Hey, how come we haven't started the next round yet? You can go, well, because. Bob over there decided he wanted to get McDonald's between rounds and showed up late. And and everybody has a nice laugh about it, including Bob. And then Bob remembers that he probably shouldn't do that next time. Um, you know, that... Right. You, you, you have... You can also have these... Like, if you need to have a serious conversation, you can probably have them a little bit more easily because you have talked to these exactly. people. You, these, are, these are your acquaintances and hopefully, in, in many cases, your friends. And you should be able to have a, a more frank... Uh, conversation with them about what's going on and uh, and keep in mind that it's a friendly environment. Everybody's there to have fun and they should be there to have fun. If they're not, you might have other problems uh, such as price structures that are too steep. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's important to it's important to remember that we're all there to have a good time at regular REL and, and you're there to facilitate it um, and not be not be a jerk. Discourage jerkery. Discourage jerkery, especially your own. Exactly. Are we feeling feeling good about about penalties? I think so. Uh, I, that was uh, I think we hit everything we needed to. Um, I'm glad we uh, glad we got to cover this topic. I'm surprised that we didn't cover this like 20 episodes ago. Huh. me too. Yeah, me that, too, Jeff Stunks. I am also surprised. 20 episodes. That would be nearly a year ago. Huh. It's funny because we did record this episode. What, what would we have done in in place of it? I I don't remember. You know, maybe maybe we would do something like a player's guide to Comparel instead. Perhaps, for example. Uh, yeah, but but actually, we we did we did write this up ep- write this episode, record this episode, had some technical difficulties, and uh, here we are once more giving you this episode for real. It, it was it was kind of surreal when when I saw that it was twenty episodes ago because if you'd asked, I would have sworn that it was like four months, three months or something. Yeah, like right. I thought I definitely only thought it was a couple months ago. Yeah, no, it's been it's been long enough that we had to we had to look over the the show notes and make sure nothing had changed. Yeah, my this I, I've been on the show for almost a year now or something like that. Yeah, so that felt very very weird considering the timing. Yeah, yay year anniversary. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if our, if our 200th episode will be your your year anniversary. That's a good question. Well, we'll have to check that. Well, out. Well, at any rate, um, any rate, yeah. Just uh, anybody have any final thoughts on penalties before we sign off? I, I wish that somebody had sat down with me and talked to me about 
the philosophy behind the penalties and why we give them to what before, like before I started trying judging a competitive REL because it, they all make a lot more sense and slot together a little bit better when you don't think about them on an Island and, and think about them as, as solutions to different kinds of problems. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 195. Uh, you can, as always, email us. Uh, our email address is judgecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash judgecast. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast. And you can find our entire archive at judgecast.com, where you can also find a link to our learn how to judge episodes, which are all the episodes you need to, to become a judge. And if you have any questions, drop us a line. All right. My name's Jess Dunks, and I keep it fair. I'm Rogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prilliman, and I keep inserting match point penalties into war. I don't care what Jess said. How dare you. How dare you.